Hello and welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe or ever listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram, threads, and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk and on Twitter slash X at BlockTalkNYC for the latest news, reviews, and interviews. We've got a super sweet 16 as Rue is bringing 14 new queens to the stage to battle it out to snatch the crown. It's time to preview everything we know from RuPaul's Drag Race 16. And here with me to get excited, it's Amy Moore and the Queen Essential. How are you both? I'm doing fantastic. How are you, Michael? I can't believe we're here. I feel like I just recorded the season 15 recap or preview like a month ago. How did this year go fast? So, so fast. And now that, you know, the year has ended, I'm like, okay, I need to sit more into 2024 because everything was a blur. Yeah, yeah. Um, And so much Drag Race. And guess what? There's going to be even more Drag Race. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, before we get into everything, I just need to ask you both a question from a marketing standpoint. Last season... Um, they were like a oh, super sweet 16, 16 contestants. But why didn't they just save it for this one and have 16 contestants in the season 16? What what are they thinking? Maybe they have two more queens away somewhere. Who knows? Okay. Don't you <laughs> dare bring that into a possibility. I can't handle any more queens. Are you kidding me? Watch it be like sugar and spice part two. Mm-hmm. Shangela, she's in a box just waiting. <laughs> <laughs> Do, do sugar and spice do anything anymore i mean i fo- feel like i follow them but i haven't seen them being active are they do they care i have no idea i literally i haven't seen them perform i haven't even seen them keep up with their content as much as they used to they literally said we were on drag right. race what we needed to do we're done very 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 strange now give me one word to describe your initial thoughts on season 16. Amy, we'll start with you. Villains. Villains. All right, Queen Essential, where are we going? Give me a word. Um... Yeah, I think drama. I'm going with drama. Drama. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say sufficient. That's the word I'm going to go with. And with that, as always, I must leave a disclaimer. This is an entertainment podcast. We are discussing reality TV show characters as presented to us, the reality production. We are showing the editing of a television show wants us to see. We react to what is presented. Yes, these are real people that give them an opportunity to go on television to share their craft, but they've also put themselves in a position to be discussed. What is said on this podcast is for entertainment to discuss a reality television show. And I just want to remind everybody listening and anybody who might be passing along information, this is an entertainment podcast. We are discussing reality television. I will do my best to make sure I discuss the characters presented on my television screen. So with that being said... Here are our facts for the season. Drag Race 16 will premiere on January 5th, 2023 on MTV. It will then be on World of Wonder, Wild Presents Plus, 
for everybody else. This season will, in fact, be 90-minute episodes with Untucked following each episode. So those real homosexuals of West Hollywood, get out of here. You are gone. It will be split into two premieres with seven queens entering each week. As usual, the series is hosted by RuPaul with judges Michelle Visage, Carson Cressley, Ross Matthews, and T.S. Madison is still riding high. The winner will receive a grand prize of $200,000. Let's talk about our guest judges. The season will include two premier guest judges. First is Charlize Theron and then Becky G. The remainder of the guest judges include Isaac Mizrahi, Sarah Michelle Geller, Adam Shankman, and Kana Pop, and Jamal Sims, Joel Kim Booster, Kelsey Ballerini, Kira Cedric, La Roche, Kia Gerber, Ronan Farrow, and Mayan Lopez. All right, of those guest judges, who are we most excited for? Quintessential, let's start with you. Oh my gosh, you read them so fast. And I also don't know how I didn't see the guest judges, but I would say um, I'm going to go with, oh my gosh, why am I blinking? I'll go with Joel Kim Booster. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Amy, do you have um, any favorites? Um, quite a few, but I'm most excited to see Law Roach because if mm-hmm. you know, in Legendary, he's not nice. <laughs> not at all. I, oh, I'm excited. I'm so excited for him to go, you know, booger to every single one of them. <laughs> I hope it's a design challenge, though, or a ball. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. It would be. Right? It has to be that way. Oh. Now, we have learned... There will be a twist called Rate a Queen that will give one queen immunity for the first Maxi Challenge talent show. Do we think that's like, that it's just going to be a one and done? Oh my God, it's a big twist and they're not doing it for the rest of the season. I think that they might bring it back for a few episodes or bigger episodes. Okay. Um, because the whole promo was about power to the queens. So I don't think we're going to have like an it's chocolate moment where the entire season is that twist, but for like super important challenges, maybe like the talent show snatch game, a design challenge, the girls get to rate the other girls performance. And I feel like that is going to stir up a lot of drama. It would make sense if it's more than just one challenge. Dare I say alliances? I would love to see it. If anyone's been watching Canada's Drag Race, I feel like it's going to stir something. Yeah, I was going to well, say... Well, with that, I mean, for those who who are going to listen to that podcast, why are we getting rid of it now when there's six contestants? There's still possibility and room to use it. Whatever. I don't want... Whatever. So that's what my fear is. Like, it gets used and all of a sudden it's gone because it doesn't fit the narrative they want to continue with. Mm-hmm. Um, Queen, any opinions on this Rate of Queen? I was going to say, it feels very similar to, like, the golden beaver of Canada. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's a good opportunity because I feel like we hear so much maybe from the Queens. It's like, oh, like you saw this part of that episode, but there was like these many other things that happened. So I think it kind of allows for some of that narrative to come into play of like, this is what really went down and like outside of the edit. But as you just said, like the the producers are going to take it away when it's not fitting. Of course. So we'll see how well it serves. Now, I love to ask my guests what they want to see or not see in the upcoming season. For me, because I do all of the international franchises, I want to see America in a little more culture. 
that being said, I don't want to see a lot of American culture because uh, look at our promo shoot. I'm not really fond of it. Um, bad timing, pet friends. Um, I also just want authentic drama. Like, if you're going to fight, fight. Don't try to formulate something for the television screen. That's that's my thing. Amy, what would you like to see? What would you not like to see? I agree with you. The fighting. I, I'm over RuPaul's best friend race. And I, I want that drama to somehow bleed into the twist. Um, just like Queen said, it would make sense if the girls saw something that the judges didn't and they were like, well, you know, you were great in that challenge, but you were a bitch to me earlier. So I'm going to put you at the bottom. And I would just love to see how that stirs up the competition because at the end of the day, it is a competition. Um, and I want to see them, you know, fighting for it. I mean, they're going to be sisters regardless, but I don't know. The I want to see sort of like the messier parts of the competition too. Absolutely. What about you, Queen? Yeah, I feel like, and some Queens, I think in this cast have some real like, um, is it is skin in the game? Is that the term? Like, I just feel like there's some, going to be some real, I'm I'm looking for real again. Like, I don't want like, oh, like, we're going to fight about hair. Like, no, we're like, I see some Queens that are on this season that are like, I'm here to win because I have things that I need to win for. And like, I'm here for that. And so, yeah, I think, um, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Well, with that, since we all may have a close connection to the cast and to avoid any potential spoilers, rather than discussing the cast for predictions, we are going through the cast by excitement points TM. We have each given the cast excitement points TM from 14 for who we are most excited for, one for who we are least excited for. I've tallied up the points and we will go from there and talk about who we're least excited for and then to who we are most excited for. Now, ladies, just because we gave you one point doesn't mean we're not excited for you. It just means there might be other people we're more excited for. We're going to have a positive spin to this as best as possible and watch it get ruined in the very first moment as I reveal our first queen. Um, queen, you give her six points. Amy, three points. I give her one point. Megami from Staten Island, New York. She's 34 years old. The self-proclaimed geek chic queen started doing drag as a cosplayer at conventions such as Comic-Con and from there incorporated high fashion into her character designs. Proudly claiming New Yorkian culture, Megami means goddess in Japanese, and this creative force now hopes to rule the drag race world. She is a huge gamer, massive geek, and a cosplay nerd, so goddess felt right for her. She did start doing drag as a cosplayer at Comic-Con. She gravitated more towards female characters because she found them more interesting and better than the masculine ones. She is, in fact, a Redditor. She is Miss Nerd New York 2019. She won the DragCon cosplay contest in 2019, hosted by T.S. Madison and Carson Kressley. She received a check for $2,500 for a look inspired by Mo Hart's card outfit. She says she can adapt and do glamorous things and horror and geeky things. They think she is a massive cunt when they meet her, and she claims she is nice. Hmm. She is nervous about lip syncing as she is an older woman with old knees. And there is the only time I can relate to her. And for those who may know, 
She Lost, season two of Iconic, produced by me. And that is why we have an actual beef. All right. I always like to have a burning question for our contestants. This is where I will give my burning question, my question to season for Megami. Looks can be deceiving, but will the fire come out and make Megami the season's fighter who won't hold back? Now, I personally know that when she's got something to say, she's going to say it. And that's all I'm going to speak about when we talk about Megami. Amy, tell me your thoughts about Megami. I have seen her a few times here in the New York City scene. And she's um, very talented. I'm not going to take that away from her. She's very exactly. talented. She's incredibly talented. Um, she's a fierce performer. To be honest, I haven't known her enough to get to know her personality, but based on of her Meet the Queens, the few times I have sort of been around her, um, I agree. I think that she is not afraid to speak her mind. And I feel like that's going to yep. make good TV. Um, but I don't know how well it's going to fare for her in the long run in the competition, which is why I gave her um, the points that I did, because I think she's going to have some moments, but I feel like that fire might burn out quickly. I agree. And I think part of it is, while she does have a fiery personality, as crazy as this sounds, I think there are others who have a little bit more of a fiery personality that might take her time away. Queen, what is your thought on Megami if you had the highest acceptance points for her? Oh, yeah. So I've never been in the same room as any of this cast. Um, So the middle of my list, I feel like it's just like these like, "Eh, I need to put them somewhere. So (laughs) I think, yeah, Megami's just like kind of middle of the road for me. Um, Yeah, I'm excited to see like what geeky means for her like on this season and you know, hopefully trademark doesn't really hold her back. And I guess a lot of those expressions. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. But yeah, I think I'm, I'm yeah, slightly excited. I mean, both of you saying like, Oh, yep. She speaks her mind. And I know actually from a friend that she was the host of like the first drag race party she ever went to in the city um, and got a free tequila shot. So any queen that's going to give tequila shots to my friends, I guess. go. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I, Megami has done amazing things for a lot of queens in the city. She's given a lot of first opportunities for a lot of people. A lot of people have a lot of reverence for her. Um, and like I said, she has immense talent. She is very, very talented. Um, when I did get to work with her, um, a lot of the collaboration and ideas we, we came up with together, uh, she executed near flawlessly. She's very, very talented. Um, sometimes she's got to have a villain on the cast. The look. I don't have any designers listed because a lot of the cast did not put their designers in some of their captions. Uh, hopefully that'll change as the season goes along. Mm-hmm. I'm going to preface this at, with everybody. I already had a bit of a, a step back with the whole promo shoot theme because it just felt like a weird concept. Um, and these are not really drag colors. So I felt bad for all the queens having to use this color palette. Um What I love about this look is the bolero. I think the bolero is a brilliant, brilliant choice. Beyond that, the proportioning comes a little funky. I think the hair is proportioned right. The body harness, not everything needs a body harness. I know that's a usual go-to nowadays. Um, Don't love the contacts. I think the nails are wild. And again, not sure if they needed a little bit more of a flair. But overall, I feel like this look is very top heavy because the bolero is 
is so short and you have this collar and then this big hair I, I needed it to be balanced a little bit below amy what did you think about the look um i agree with everything that you said i thought the bolero was honestly the best part of the look as i was re-watching the meet the queens i was like oh i mean the studs the the rope sort of detail around it like it was gorgeous um but yeah i i I don't agree. I didn't like the hair as much. There was like a tiny little detail where there was like a halo and I kind of wish more had been done with that Um, Mm -hmm. because it was kind of giving like military gear outfit, like general. I wish that um, she had kind of done what like Morphine had did and done like the, the medals and, um, you know, sort of elevated it in that way. For me, it was mostly just detailing overall. I thought that the look was pretty good. Queen? Yeah, I want those boots. I need those as my winter boots, I think. Um, (laughs) As a form of protection for walking home from the gig and then also not slipping on the ice. Um, (laughs) But, uh, and I think you'll see this in other Queen's look, is that uh, shades of green that don't match well. And so that's what I was feeling from, like, the bodysuit to the bolero. I just wish that, like, same shade of green was brought in. Um, but yeah, who knew Shades of Green was going to be such a hard thing for people to match? Now, I have heard rumors that the photo shoot for the promos was done over the summer when there wasn't, I don't know, a war going on. Uh, so that that's what I've, I've been told. Um, and I guess they couldn't really, you know, but I can do it again because all, all the writer strikes and all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to give this look a soft soft right on the line too right there just right on the line veering over to the two i'm gonna give it a toot as well oh you said toot oh we're doing toots or boots toot, okay toot. yeah i'm a, i'm a, i thought you were like a two and i was like out of what a two, out of <laughs> <laughs> no, a two. okay yeah this is yeah this is a two for sure audience 61 percent toot 39 percent boot all right. Now, I did not mention, but yes, Megami has been on the podcast before. She did a recap with me. And the next queen we're going to talk about has also been on the podcast with me uh, when nobody knew who she was, but I knew who they were before they became a drag artist. It is a mandatory meeting from Los Angeles, California, or New York City, whatever the show wants to tell us it's going to be. Calling all staff, there's a mandatory meeting to discuss this funny queen. Ready to take it to the top with her wit, wigs, and energetic moves, this talented wig stylist has done wigs for drag queens, Carrie Colby and Sasha Colby, and Beyonce's music video dancers. Amanda is the ultimate mix of camp and comedy. A mandatory meeting comes from all the time she's been called into the boss's office thinking, fuck, am I about to get fired? But then she walks out with a big fat promotion. It is a pun on the phrase, a mandatory meeting. She is a vegetarian. She was part of the touring production of the musical Kinky Boots, as was last season's Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. She is the second Drag Race queen to use the first name Amanda after Amanda tears on Drag Race Belgique. She says her drag style is cunt, but also quirky and also mysterious. She says she's chameleonic. She says when people see her, you start confused, you end up aroused, and she smells. She hates peanut butter. She's not allergic. She's just disgusted by it. Amy, are you disgusted by the lack of peanut butter loving? I I love peanut butter, so I have to strongly disagree <laughs> <laughs> disgust tell me about amanda so 
when I saw her Meet the Queens interview and saw her look, um, it wasn't giving chameleonic. It was giving confused and not for any like bad reasons. I think, I think she's funny and I think she's quirky, but like, I really couldn't pinpoint who she was. Um, and obviously there's going to be a lot more opportunity to see that. So my mind can very quickly be changed um, as with a bunch sure. of queens. But first impressions, everything she was saying, like, for example, she said, why am I America's next drag superstar? But it was a joke, but she didn't have any actual reasons, but I kind of wanted to hear them. And sure. um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't really know what to think of her. So I haven't really been thinking of her. And I think that that, is its own thing. Now, both Amy and Queen gave her two excitement points. I was a bit higher. I gave her seven. Obviously, there's more of a personal connection, slight biasy here. But I will say, when I found out the cast and they're like, a oh, mandatory meetings on, I was like, is this a- another Queen with the same name? Like, w- shocking because she is fairly new to the game, immensely talented, very, very, very funny. Um, but again, I've known her when she first started drag, and this is not the the beginning of her drag um, looks. She was very more alien-esque. So it has clearly evolved, and I'm excited to see how that fits in the world of drag race. Um, and again, having a theater background, uh, she's not alone. There are others in this cast who do as well. It does play well to your ability to know how to perform. So I think in that sense, Amanda will be successful my burning question is she has a theatrical background and the ability to perform will her her fearlessness to be stupid help her garner laughs from rue in the game called make rue laugh queen talk to me about your opinions on amanda yeah very similar with amy i'm just like not super sure of like who um, amanda is like in the realm of like as a drag queen and what she's gonna bring in terms of like i think we're all like quirky and unique like I think that's kind of like what you have to bring to the table in terms of like drag race and standing out um so yeah I'm just yeah along with like the meet the queens interview um yeah I'm just looking for some some meat on the bones um of who is a mandatory meeting um yeah are we talking about workroom looks at uh entrance looks at all we're or... not going to do the entrance okay. looks. we're going to say that for the, the for the first time <laughs> you do that um <laughs> my initial impression is a mandatory meeting felt like the joey j of the cast where um very beautiful very talented does their own thing but compared to the other queens you're like well we'll see you for two episodes and maybe you'll stay maybe you won't who knows um her look by Hitchcock Blonde, jacket by Griffin, armor by Andrew Shields, hair by Bitchcraft. I like the elements of it. I like the color. I love um, the the pleather. But I'm also not sure how it fit into the specific theme that we think they may have had. Because um, it does give me more like space babe than army girl. Queen, give me your thoughts on the look. Yeah, the um I love the studs, the stud headpiece on the hair. Um I just was felt like the ponytail was like sitting up higher, so it was like more noticeable. Um and then the one thing that conf- confused me a little bit from a distance is that like 
with her mug, like, I thought she had, like, two eyebrows. Because it's, Yeah. like, this, like, black little, and then there's the eyebrow. So, um, yeah, that was, like, one of the first. But I love the green. The shade of green, I think, um, stands out for me in terms of, like, unique. And then, um, yeah. Now, Amy, Queen mentioned earlier about some of the queens having difficulty matching greens. Amanda has a bit of a ma difficulty matching greens because there's this dark, I guess, almost like an emerald green on the bottom of the boot and the wrist cuffs. Why? I green is one of those colors that is, in my opinion, so hard to pin down in terms of like creating a monochromatic look out of it because brighter greens, especially on camera, come off so neon and darker greens can almost come off as black. And so just on camera specifically, I feel like she like I'm looking at all of them together and she just comes out so bright and it stands out but like not in the right way and then I'm looking at the details here and like I'm loving the silver bodysuit in the middle but I don't understand the the wrist cuffs um I could almost forgive the shades if again it weren't for like the little details that don't necessarily Sure. fit in Um, and I wish that it I wasn't agree. about the, like, it's not just about the color for me. It's also about the fabric choices. Um, and it definitely looks like a team of people came together and they all had different fabric swatches and Yeah. then put it on her. I would agree. I'll go toot. I'm going to give her a toot as well. I like the look overall. In the scheme of all of them together, it's a bit different, but I still like it. Queen. Also a two. Yes. Audience agrees. 79% toot, 21% boot. We are sticking with people maybe a degree away from everybody. Coming up next, originally from Colón, Panama, it is Tsunami Muse. The self-described knockoff Naomi Campbell is the supermodel of the season. Originally from Colón, Panama, Tsunami moved to the New York City where drag race superstar Candy Muse became her drag mother. Signing with a modeling agency in New York, time will tell if this leggy beauty can strut her way to the top. Her name comes from the word Tsunami because she wanted a name that sounded like a superhero and Storm was already taken. Muse comes from her drag mother, Candy. She is very 90s supermodel and has worked in the fashion industry for over 10 years. She says she is a Pokemon master. She is nervous for a singing challenge and is most comfortable lip syncing. Queen, kick us off. Why do you have four points for Queen, for Tsunami? Um, You know, I made this list last night and then I woke up regretting half. I think like some of my choices, I was like, what was I thinking? Um, Well, now's your chance but to redeem it. yeah, I mean, you know, I can, st I was very clear about who like the tops and then the middle, I was like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. So um, I think a lot of it came down to the the promo look itself, which I know we'll talk about, but I'm, I'm still excited to see Tsunami and, um, you know, I wasn't aware of the. model fashion background so that excites me too um but yeah i don't uh from the meet the queens interview i didn't like have a laugh or like you know feel like a strong connection with tsunami so uh, yeah i'm excited to see what happens Well, my burning question for her is, 
It's time for another legacy who has had her name in the mix for years. Does Tsunami have the personality to match the Muse name? And that's my biggest fear because Candy is giant and big and loud and boisterous. I don't know Tsunami that well personally. I've, I've met her maybe once. She is not that. She is very reserved. She's very, very regal. Is that going to work against her, Amy? Is she going to be expected to be the second coming of Candy Muse? I definitely think so. I've met her a few times and she is, she's really uh, really kind and really sweet, but like she is so much more pulled back than Candy. Not that that's a problem. Um, and I think that her runways are going to speak for themselves, but when it comes to the challenges where your personality really needs to shine through, I think she might fall short. Um, sure. And like all queens, it's not always their fault, but all queens that have um, a little bit of an accent, um, I think that with like comedy challenges or even snatch game challenges where you need to be really witty um, and you need to enunciate and be super understood, I feel like that might um, get her a little bit too. Again, not her fault, but Candy's sort of um, her list, if you will, was part of her mm -hmm. character as yes. well. And I think with Tsunami, it really isn't. Um, and I just think that there's going to be a lot of unfair comparisons um, from the judges. Absolutely. No designers listed for this look. Again, Queen was all right. When you have two clashing greens, oh my God, make that three. How many greens are there? I don't know. But pick one and this look would have been a dynamite. Um I don't know why we have so many clashing colors here in the same color family. Also, does she have like bongos in in the pants? Like, what? How how is that standing up? I need to know how that structure is 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 working. Queen, talk to me about this look. I love the bottom half, like the satin like corset with these huge like yes, the gravity defying pants. Love it. I just wish that same green. I just wish it was that green. The whole looks it would look so good and the hair is phenomenal like all the way to the floor wrap wait wrapped around her body and then to the floor so <laughs> yeah and that's that's my biggest question is the hair was it supposed to be wrapped around the body or was it because of how the the seating element was and then how the photo shoot needed to be that it had to be wrapped around the body because it looks so cool in the the photo behind her um, when she was sitting there during during the interview, I was just looking at the um, the hair being like, why are we taking away from the look? Amy, what are your thoughts? Um, I agree with both of you. And especially emphasizing the part that like the bottom half, love. It's so different. It's so crazy. I feel like a lot of people's like, I don't know what the hell is happening here, but I love it. Um, but the top half, it really does look like a Lego person. Like someone took the top half and put it on a bottom and we just have two different characters here um and the hair with the little like hat i wish that either that had been chosen as a focal point or the pants both of them together sure. it's a bit confusing um and i love it all just as individual elements and she paints so beautifully like that that mug is stamped Ooh. i will give her a two um, I'm going to give her a toot as well. Toot. 
audience, they're going to give it to her 71% to 29% boot. Listen, when you have a silhouette like that, we'll, we'll forgive some color choices, but not next time. No, 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 no. All right. Next up, we are going down to Miami to talk about Morphine Love Dion. Body, beauty, and mug, just what the doctor ordered. Morphine started out doing makeup tutorials on social media. Now she is the self-proclaimed it girl of Miami. Can this trained dancer who has been featured in Malamu and Bad Bunny music videos cha-cha her way to the top of the competition? Her drag name comes from one of the dialogues in Lady Gaga's Mary the Night music video when the nurse says, Good morning, Morphine Princess. Dion is because she is part of the House of Dion. She is the first Nicaraguan descent to contestant to compete on the Drag Race franchise. Her drag mother is Athena Dion. She is really close friends with fellow Miami Queen Malaysia Babydoll Fox from season 15. Kaliuchis is Morphine's biggest drag inspiration and role model as her entrance look was inspired by the 2021 Variety Music Hitmakers Awards. Now, people think she's the Regina George of drag and she is a mean girl, but she says it's not true. She says she's Miss Congeniality Nice, and she says she is a Latina showgirl and loves Shakira and Kaliuchis. She loves to twerk and give reggaeton. She is most nervous about being prepared for a comedy or acting challenge, but she does YouTube videos, which she claims is like acting, and I say it's not, but you keep telling yourself that. Now, let's talk about um, our points here. I gave her two, so I'm not as excited. Amy for Queen Nine. Queen, talk to me about morphine. What what excited you about her? Um, I just felt I really relate to her. Like I feel like, um, yeah, I just I like the like oh Regina George, but I'm gonna be nice, and also her promo. No, the promo look. I love I just love it. So I'm just excited to see her package. Like I'm excited to see her drag race package. Um yeah. And I will that mug I will just aspire to every day. But I don't know if I'll ever get there. But one could one can hope and dream. Um yeah, so I'm I'm excited. I'm just excited to like see more. I'm always here for my Amy lipstick. not as excited. <laughs> Amy not as excited. What, what tell me your thoughts on morphine? I I think that her promo look is incredible. I think her mug is just painted down. It's it, she's beautiful, but I mean, coming from experience, your makeup skills can only get you so far. So I put her lower on the list, not because I don't think that she's um, not good. I just I'm only giving I'm only getting like sure. makeup beauty um but i think that she is going to be a little bit of a diva and every queen that i've ever known or have seen on tv from miami doesn't matter who they are they've got spice um and i think she's gonna give spice but um yeah overall i was just kind of like oh she's cute and that's sort of where like my thoughts ended for now my burning question, she loves to perform, but will she be able to perform within the confines of the challenges and drag race? Can, quote, doing it all really translate to success? We'll find out. But what I think is successful is this look. I, as we alluded to earlier, the idea of the medals being the base of the look, very, very smart because you're still within the military theme and idea Sure, she strayed away from the colors a little bit, but I think it worked to her advantage because I think this is still giving you this beautiful silhouette. She's giving you movement. 
um, as a dancer because it, it acts like fringe. Um, and that hair, that, 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 those are some beautiful curls. I really, really enjoy this look. Um, she does. I don't know how tall she is. She looks very petite. So I'm very curious to see if this is going to be the go-to silhouette as the season goes on. But for me, this was a good first impression from a look. Queen, what do you think? Yeah, I think of the promo looks. If you had them all on a rack, like I would want this one for sure. It just looks like like something I would really love to wear. And the hair, oh, I would love that wig. Um, yeah, so the, I'm just excited for more of Morphine's looks. Um, yeah. Amy? Um, yeah, I love it. I I love what I'm initially seeing. Um, it's just going to be the character for me. This look, I like could not stop looking at it. I was like, oh my God, thank you. Like if we're doing military theme, um, as controversial as it may have been, like medals, like I, I'm really surprised that nobody else thought to do that. And the fact that she incorporated it into her whole look, genius. Um, I agree with what you said though, Michael, like I am very curious to see what other silhouettes she brings to the table because she is a petite girl. Um, so if we have another Georgia's moment and all we're getting is like little tiny like bodysuits, I'm gonna be disappointed. But I don't I, I do hope that um she turns it out. Absolutely. Um now for those who do watch the international seasons, you may or may not have remembered that on Drag Race Philippines 2, Bernie did a look inspired by military medals as well. Um not as as successful here, uh, but Coincidentally, both very petite drag artists. So very interesting. I'm going to give this a two. I really liked it. I'm going to give it a two. It's fantastic. Toot for sure. Audience did not love it as much as we did. 66% toot, 34% boot. I'm very, very surprised there. That don't sound right. We need to, we need a recount. All right, here we go. Next person we are going to talk about as we have met the queen and we will talk about the things surrounding the queen. I gave her six points, Amy, 10 points, queen, one point. It is from Boston, Massachusetts, Plain Jane. Fasten your seatbelts because, yes, this is how you spell this diva's name. Plain Jane is, a gla- is as glamorous as she is wickedly funny. Boston raised but Russian roots. No. Plain Jane was a competitive ballroom dancer as a child. Now she's focusing all of her passion on becoming America's next drag superstar. Her name comes from her love of airplanes as they are majestic and beautiful. She related to the character Jane from Tarzan as she is into very musky, stinky jungle men. So put the two together and there's the name. She says the drag scene in Boston is very eclectic and colorful and diverse. They have drag performers of all shapes, sizes, and creeds. She is first-generation American as her parents are both from Russia. She is inspired by Russian fashion and culture and all things Slavic. She is the first fluent Russian speaker as Katya, she says, just appropriated her culture. She enjoys cartoon porn. And I'm just going to give us the burning question now. There was some pre-show turbulence that has caused some rough air for Plain Jane. Will she be able to overcome the drama and win over the fans? All right. So, Queen, I'm assuming that drama is part of why one point was given to Plain Jane. Now, just want to preface this. The show has not said anything. Everything that has come out has been through social media and people associated with the people involved. 
we all know how social media works. One thing happens, it explodes. People have conversations. They try to cool the flames, but it's still out there. So where we are in the situation is very much in a gray area. So that's where I'm going to personally leave it because I don't know anything beyond it. All I know is what I saw on the socials. Queen, talk to me about Plain Jane. I just think it's very interesting, like, that she talked about how, like, eclectic and different the Boston drag scene is. But then yeah. is in an, like, it's just, like, in an all-black look for the promo. And, like, I sure. do know of, like, the very colorful, like, Boston drags are artists. And so... Mm-hmm. And the interview, I just don't know what a Plain Jane show is. I don't. And so Absolutely. I, and, and then to answer the question of like why drag and to say like, oh, I've never answered that question and I'm not going to really say, I, it, I just, yeah, I just, there's, I have, I haven't been given an opportunity at all really to connect with plain chain besides cartoon porn, but that's besides the point. Um, I feel like she's a very dry, sarcastic character. She already put the the um, comparisons out there. You're going to relate her to Katya because Katya also is a dry, sarcastic character. But the way that Katya has delivery, I don't think we're seeing from Plain Jane in this first Meet the Queens. She might have that same thing in the workroom. We're just not witnessing it quite yet. Because yes, some of the answers are like, what? what? This doesn't, this, this does not compute. Mm-hmm. I followed her for a while because I know a lot of people who are very close with her. And I, when I've interviewed them on the podcast, I would ask them about playing Jane. So that's how she and I have been connected. I'm curious to see how she's going to fare on the show. Now, Amy, you gave her 10 points. Tell me what excites you about playing Jane. There's only one thing about her that excites me. And I'm just, I'm ready for fights for, From everything that I've heard from cast members to people outside of the cast, um, I don't think she's a very liked individual. And from her interesting interview, I she did compare herself to Katya, and she did say that I, I I think that she's giving off this impression. I think she thinks she's giving off the impression that she has a very dry, sarcastic humor. <laughs> But what you said, it's about delivery and everything that she was saying, it wasn't coming off dry, sarcastic, or even funny. It was just coming off as kind of like a bitch. And I, even in the drag queen world, I don't use that term loosely, but um, it was, it wasn't cunty. It was a bit, oh, she's a cunt. Okay, cool. Um, well, speaking of cunty, let's talk about the look a little bit. Look by Matthew J- Charles Knight, hair by wigs by Atlas. I am someone who, if you know me, you know the podcast, I can't stand asymmetry at all. It just drives me nuts. I need I need symmetry. I don't mind asymmetry, but I needed it, and this is going to contradict what I just said, I needed to go further. Like, you have the, the pant. I need the asymmetry on the top as well, whether it is a different shape of the shoulder piece or a shorter sleeve. I just needed it to marry it itself. Now, the mug is beautiful. I really think the hair is stunning. Um, I, I feel like she probably was one who just did not want to go into the green theme, and that's why she said black. 
but because it's monochromatic black it does fall to the background a little bit it does not stand out the only thing that does stand out about it is the silhouette which again it, it's kind of cunty amy would you wear this oh 100 <laughs> yeah i knew that i, I knew feel that like <laughs> everyone who knows my my fashion sense as soon as we saw this they were like oh you'd wear that um yeah. in regards to the asymmetry it's such a teeny tiny detail but the straps that go around her thigh are symmetrical with the two strips of black hair that okay, are there it is um and for me i was like that's the little thing that i'm like oh i see it i see what you did um there it is fortunately i have to disagree with you i love asymmetry but if it's done right and in this case it's a little thing but i'm like that was that was done right all right i'm here for it you you swayed me queen yeah i was gonna say i'm also an asymmetry fan you know i'm always putting a little side slit in a dress um or it's always looking like like i just like <laughs> did that um yeah because like neck down you don't really know what the theme is and i was like oh i put this little this little trooper hat on it so now it's for the promo but i mean it's a stunning look i would also would wear it um yeah so i also like how the trooper hat kind of looks like an air stewardess hat mm-hmm. um, it falls into the plane theme uh when she's talking about planes i'm like no one gives a fuck about planes like let's be real like sure that's your name and it's like a play on words but then when i saw that i was like okay she like kind of looks like you know an air stewardess and i i like that little nod but other than that yeah i don't know if i'm gonna like her i guess we'll see but i like this look I mean, let, let, let's just make a a Boston to plane connection. Obviously, she's from Boston. She mentions airplanes. Juju B is from Boston. Her real name out of drag is Airlines. So there it is, full circle. Here we go. Um, is there any relation? Probably not. But um, I'm gonna. We just have to bring up Juju B for every season, right? She has to be involved. I'm gonna give this a two. I really do love how fashion forward and how boundary pushing this is. And again, not going camo themed. I was very happy that she didn't do that. So I'm going to go two. Yeah, it's a two for me, in case you can tell. <laughs> yes, also a two. Audience, 78% two, 22% boot. I have a feeling if there wasn't the drama surrounding it, it might have been a little higher, but it is where it is. And We'll see how the show fares moving forward. All right, next up, someone I gave nine points to. Amy five, three points from Queen from Las Vegas. It is Mirage. A heady mixture of stripper heels and stripper moves. The legs of Las Vegas is here. Hailing from Sin City, this Native American and Mexican beauty towers in seven-inch heels and legs that go on for days. Already showgirl sensation on the strip, this quirky queen is ready for the RuPaul's Drag Race crown. Her drag name comes from Mirage, the redeemed antagonist of the movie The Incredibles. The last name, Amoru, is because of the former singer and actress, Naomi Amoru, who is her drag mother's favorite singer. She will only be going by Mirage on Drag Race at the moment. Her drag mother did her makeup for the first time ever, and after looking at herself in the mirror, she liked it so much that she started doing drag. Alexis Mateo and Anitra helped her get ready for the show, giving her advice and also working on her wardrobe. 
Mirage dropped out of ballet school because of the age gap with the other students as she was 19 and they were 12. Her style is lots of skin, lots of glitter. She says she's stripper meets burlesque meets raver. That's very tacky, but on purpose. She says she knows how to act up and act a fool, but she's nervous about the acting challenges. She is not an actress in the classical sense, but says she's good at winging it, which is usually a sign for it's not going to go well. My question for her is she's another dancing diva of Sin City. Will she be able to snatch the crown unlike her sister, Anitra, could not achieve? Let's begin here with Queen. Tell me your thoughts on Mirage. Um, I just haven't been impressed yet. So, yeah, we will see. And yeah, like you mentioned, the winging it. And then to be like, oh, yeah, this this look happened in a day. I was like, yeah. It it looks like <laughs> like you're not wrong, <laughs> um, yeah. And then, yeah, I I just I'm concerned for the longevity of Mirage on the show. Um, That's fair, Amy. Um, all of that and more. Like looking at this look and even watching her meet the Queen's interview, I can see sort of the um the raver references like as someone who's like actively involved in like the raver scene and festivals and all that like i can see that but it does not fit into what everybody else is giving and i think that her as a contestant on the show is it's going to be the same problem she is clearly like walking to the beat of her own drum which kudos mm -hmm. to her but um I hate to make this military reference, but she's going to have to fall in line at some point. And I think that um, another thing from her interview that I picked up and also took note on is she kept mentioning, she's like, I'm, we just need to bring back like the beauty and the face and everything to the show. And I'm like, but girl, what else do you do? Um, and that was all she kept saying. And yeah, so I'm worried about her in the acting challenge. I'm worried when her personality has to be put on the spotlight in reference to other people, like, or, Absolutely. um, compared to the other girls. So I like her as a queen. She stands with me and I would probably want to go see her show, but on this competition, I'm like, oof, sis, let's see. Now, what does excite me is not necessarily the drag elements, but this is drag race story elements are a big factor in the show. Um, obviously, this didn't come from the Meet the Queens, but came from the uh, press releases and everything that she does mention that she's part Native American. And, and I don't think that's really something that's been explored on drag race. So I'm really excited to hear that conversation. The look, no designers listed. I don't know what that silver thing under the eye is, but I'm kind of obsessed with it. And I don't know if that's going to be part of her signature mug, but I will love it. I am here for it. I don't know why she has like a sea cucumber on her wrist. It's very, very confusing. Um, it's a pretty dancer look. I feel like she pro may have had another look and, and production vetoed it. And this was the best she had available. Because um, you're right. This does not match this theme at all and i'm i'm gonna blame production here i'm not gonna blame her most of the time we don't really get to see the details of the nails but i can't stand these nails whatsoever it looks like a nail on top of a nail i don't understand the design of it color wise fine but i'm 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 not here for the the um 
the um, Frito nail. Amy, talk to me about this look. I I like it out of context. Um, sure. And like you said, it is a great dancer look. This is something that would honestly be cute and a little bit more elevated for like the bar scene. Um, sure. This is not a promo look, in my opinion. And you're probably right. There probably was another look that was vetoed. But this, like there is zero military in this. It's like everybody else got the theme of like military. And then someone was like, by the way, I think you're supposed to like wear green. And she's like, oh, cool. Um, <laughs> that's what we got. Uh, the sea cucumber arm detail, though, I don't know why I love it so much. I think it's just such a unique texture that stands out to me. But again, yes. context. I would like if there was a whole look of like that turning into like a dress where like the little lumps became bigger, like I would be like, fierce fabulous we're done um but for this i'm like i don't i don't see it i don't get it yeah queen yeah i mean if she said her aesthetic is stripper went to claire's then that is that's true that is what happened here that is what happened here um but i yeah I, and amy i really like your comment about like if that fabric that cute whatever the the lumpy fabric <laughs> If that was like if that had an opportunity to be celebrated more um throughout the look beyond this, like yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to refer to the whole bodice with the ruching pant I, I guess those are three different pieces somehow. I don't know. But oh my god. <laughs> there's just a lot happening. And yeah. I'm gonna go soft too because yes, out of context, I'd probably be here for it more. In context, it's it, it's not doing the job of a promo look. So soft too. It yeah, it's really hard. It's a toot, but for the actually, you know, I'm gonna change it. It's a boot because we're looking at everybody all together. And I hate that this is my first boot because again, this is another look where I would be like slave, but it in comparison to all these other girls, I'm like, I don't know where you fall. So I'm sorry. It's a boot mirage. Yeah, it's also a boot for me. Um, yeah. Audience could not decide. 55% toot, 45% boot. Next up. This queen, five points from me, five points from queen, eight points from Amy. We're going back to Miami for Maya on the page. Get ready for your world to be turned upside down. Electrifying performer Maya is known for the Queen of Flips. That's because you can find her performing her thrilling flips and tricks in the sun on the sidewalks of South Beach. Maya's videos of her flipping onto cafe tables have caught fire on social media. Now she's ready to flip the competition on its head. Her drag name came right before her first performance when she was listening to the singer Maya. Iman is because of her first drag mother, the late Jada Iman. LePage comes from one of her drag mothers, Missy Micaiah LePage. Her other drag mother is Kennedy Davenport of Season 7 and All-Stars 3. Tamisha Iman of Season 13 is her drag grandmother. She was a member of the House of Ebony, a ballroom house in the mainstream scene. She is close friends of Season 15's Malaysia Baby Doll Fox. She is the second drag race queen to use Iman as a middle name after Mercedes Iman Diamond of Season 11. She considers herself the dancing diva of Season 16. She is self-taught dancer and never took any formal dance lessons. She is scared of thunder. 
just like my dog. She grew up doing dance and then did pageants and drag. She is not an experienced seamstress and is nervous for the sewing challenges. Now, my burning question, let's just get it right out of there. She is known for the flips and tricks on social media. With her performance prowess having gone viral, will she need to be able to be the lip sync assassin to get to the end? Methinks it might happen because the look's not given here. Let's start off with Amy. Talk to me about Maya. I am excited for her to be in the bottom every episode. (laughs) (laughs) Lip sync and... um, basically eliminate everybody that way but um i'm trying to think of the queen who that was basically their position they were always in the bottom and they were the lip sync assassin but eventually when the when the flips and the tricks got tired production got tired of her and she disappeared so um i am excited to see that and i'm excited for some good lip syncs but other than that um I don't know how the looks are going to give. And to be honest, I don't know how the personality is going to translate, especially on TV, because it seems that she's really good at what she does at her gig. Um, Mm -hmm. But when you show it all, I'm nervous that she's going to choke. That's totally fair. Now, last season was the first time we had a Miami queen on the season with Malaysia's Baby Doll Fox. Laura Dublin at this time, we got two of her friends, apparently. Do we know if um, Maya and Morphine are pals? Are they going to be rivals? Do we do what kind of sisterly bond are we going to see this season? Amy, Queen, any ideas? I mean, just quick comment. From what I've heard about the Miami scene, it's also incredibly competitive, um, especially from like the dancer perspectives. Um, like the dancing queens come from Miami, um, right? But like I said earlier about morphine, I don't really know how much of a dancer she actually is. So I can't really speak to that. Um, I think there's going to be that initial friendship when they walk into the workroom. Um, But I really quickly think that that might turn into um, a little rivalry, which isn't bad. Yeah, especially especially if morphine's like, oh, the self-proclaiming it girl of Miami. And then like also like added, added that Regina George line to her name. So... You know, uh, I'm I'm assuming Maya probably has some preconceived notions of who Morphine is, and I'm sure I'm sure it goes both ways. And we'll we'll see. It should be, hopefully it's exciting TV. All right, let's talk about this look. Um, look by her son, hair by Brandon McDaniel. The hair is great, so fun, very cool. I've not seen anyone do crystals like that. Not sure I want to see it again. Um, but at least it's different from everyone else putting rhinestones in their hair. I have my own preconceived notions about camouflage. I just don't understand how camo and drag are a combo here. And she said, well, it's military, so I'm going to give you all the camo. Um, But beyond the camo, we talked about how on this podcast, I don't love asymmetry, but there is the number one rule on Block Talk. Do not give me an exposed corset what the fuck what the fucking fuck it doesn't do anything to the look it is literally there to cinch the body which is fine then put something on top of it i it it doesn't work with the look if you wanted to give it the camo feel with it and marry it into look that's one thing but she said i need to look good i look snatched so i'm putting the corset on i can't stand it i literally cannot stand it queen what do you think about the look yeah um we need to ban the corset, like 
out in 2024 is black. And they're not even like real corsets. Like they're just like these little fashion, like add on layer of a corset. Cause she probably got on a real corset actually on underneath the look. And then, yeah, it really disappointed me to see this in, in the promo, like to see the, yeah, it's not adding anything, but I love like the puffer and like the quilted boot cover and like, you know, thumbs up for cohesive print and shade of green because it's all the same. So I'm looking at the positives here. Love the hair. Um, but yeah, the the black corset over it um, really brought it down. Amy, thoughts? Um, I have a lot. Uh, it's so like, we'll start, I'm going to just go top down. So like the hair I think is stunning. But I don't think that it fits also in the context of the the promo shoot. She said that she was a pageant girl with the hair. I 100% believe her. The mug, it's giving. Like, I literally, the neck up is absolutely stunning. But that is like, I'm like, girl, you could have saved that for like a finale look even. This is beautiful. But for military theme, I don't think it works. And then we just go down and I was just so like confused. Um, I mean, yay, camo, like military. Um, but I also don't like, I had to disagree with Queen on this one thing. I, It's puffer, but it's not even puffer enough. Mm. For me, I'm like, if we're going to mm -hmm. do a puffer, especially a quilted like light warmer, that was like, oof, a choice. But like, I want to see like, the puffiest puffer that you can puff and it it looks deflated and it looks sad and um like I'm even looking at the detailing around the seam here and it looks like they didn't have enough to even fill it um so this could have been a time issue this this just could have been like a like a lack of skill. I don't really want to find a blame. I just know that I don't like it. And then to top it all off, this exposed corset with the little ringlets that aren't even symmetrical. Um, that for me, I was like, no miss thing. Like what even are those? And I really wish some PA had been like, hey, so one of them is out of line. <laughs> right. I hate to nitpick, but like when I... I know that the production on these like promo shoots is massive. And I just wish some person had been looking at that monitor and been like, so if we just like move that one ring back into place, for me, it just, it kind of, it's like the cherry on top. Like it all sort of like falls apart. Not the cherry on top, the, the straw that broke the camel's back, I should say. It's just not a good look. It's a total boot for me, not working. Yeah, it's a boot for me. I'm sorry. Also a boot. Yeah. Audience, 68% to 32% boot. I think they were taken by the hair. Yeah. Give it to the hair. Mm -hmm. Because the hair is fun. It's fun. All right, next person. I gave them four points. And the two of you said we are not going to agree at all. One point for Amy. 14 from Queen. It is Hershey LaCour Jete. She is 33 years old, originally from St. Louis, Missouri, currently in Los Angeles. It's chocolate. Part of the legendary house of Jete, Hershey counts drag race star Cornbread Jete as her sister, a take-no-prisoners performer with a legion of L.A. area fans. Hershey is now ready to slay the main stage of RuPaul's Drag Race. When not performing, Hershey is very family-oriented and together with her boyfriend is raising two young children. 
Her she is a pun on the pronoun she uses while in drag, her and she. Jete comes from her drag house. Her drag mother is Calypso Jete Balmain, who is part of House of Balmain, winner of the first season of the ballroom competition, Legendary. She competed in her first drag show in St. Louis with a $1 eyeshadow palette and her sister's prom dress. The first drag character Hershey ever saw as a child was Tyler Perry's Medea. She says her drag persona is a 47-year-old woman with a pixie cut and a gold tooth, four kids. She drives the number 47 in a Nissan Ultima. All right, my burning question is, with so many legacies in the bunch, will Hershey redeem the Jeté legacy and take the win? Now, my, my, my thing here is, I have heard a lot coming from her. I've read a lot coming from her. And yet I still can't figure out who Hershey Lacorgete is. I'm very, very confused. Amy, talk to me why you put her at number, gave her one point all the way in the bottom, number 14. It was really, honestly, difficult to put anybody at num- at just one point um, because I am not going to lie. I'm actually genuinely excited about every single queen on this season. Of course. So this was the most challenging one. I was like, listen to all my highs. Like, I love her. And then I was like, oh, and then I have these leftovers. With Hershey, I think I, the only reason why I put her at the bottom is because I went through sort of like her Instagram. I, I did some deep diving with all of these girls. I was like, I don't just want to see their promo looks. I want to see their history as well, because I feel like that is also very telling. Um, Because just what your package is is on Drag Race, it can be impressive. But like, showing consistently like who you are and what you bring as a queen, like before you're on the show, I think is also important. And I just didn't see anything that was like, outstanding. Um, I, I couldn't tell who she was, I couldn't even tell what kind of performance she gave or would give like i don't know if she's funny i don't know if she can dance i don't know if she can act she can say these things but like truly like i was like you're you're pretty but like i i don't know what you do so it's not to say or she if you're listening like i i'm sure you're fabulous but again in the scope of drag race like i don't know where she falls at all um, and I don't really have any like outstanding opinions of her. And for me, I was just like, I guess that's why she's, I'm the least excited about her at the moment. And that's the fun thing about this podcast is we can say all these things now. We could be completely wrong. And that's the beauty of it. Queen, most excited for her. She tell us why. Yeah. I, um, no, when she said like, I'm the 47-year-old auntie, like, with four kids, like, driving the Nissan Altima. I was like, yes, I I know this girl, and I love her taste in music. I know she's going to be like, I don't know. She's just someone that I just felt like I would want to hang out with. And I really, um, you know, she is someone that I think, you know, is there to compete and really wants to win. And I think I really um, like how she was like, this is, like, I stand for the, the future of drag where like you know we're people with two kids and a family and like i just really i'm excited for that for that story to be like told on this show um you know besides being like the 20 something dreamers show like i don't know i'm excited for hershey to have this moment um and so i agree and i think we, we've yeah. had other contestants previous contestants to have children 
Um, obviously, the, probably the most recent has been Tempest. Obviously, Mrs. Kasha Davis has um, children through marriage. Um, King Tyra, I guess that's what we're going with. I'm not really sure the official title as well. Um, so I think it's a really important story. And as you mentioned, it's not about the um, Gen Z dreamers getting on Drag Race anymore because this cast mostly skews into their 30s, which I think is fucking incredible. Um, but yeah, this is a part of the queer community of, of people in relationships with children. And I think that's really important to share on the mainstream. If this look is any precursor of what we're going to see, I think she's going to tell it the first chance she gets, and then they're going to say, thanks for playing. No designers listed. Again, this is a tale of two looks. Having neon green line camo is just vile to my eyes. I'm not sure who said that was the right thing to do. But even with this like studded corset thing this leotard it doesn't match it's a whole different look queen talk to me about this look can you can you help us save it yeah i so i don't mind the neon green i like that i appreciate that it's aligned thing. like i appreciate that, the lining. That's <laughs> like i, I appreciate that. that we got lining so like um <laughs> yeah and then I don't know, it just looks like something I would, like, I, I just really like the relatability. I guess I just really like the relatability that I feel with her. That's fair, that, that's fair. I would wear this. I, um, I'm also from PA, like, I'm from Pennsylvania, so, like, not far, like, 30 minutes from Hershey, so I was like, oh my god, chocolate! Um, so, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, uh, why I mean, in terms of- why they last season? Hmm? Why did they not get Give her the chocolate twist. I know. Why not put it there? That exactly. would be perfect. Um, right, or she could have had a different entrance line, but <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I don't, and I like the I like that the print of camo is unique. I I've seen. I don't. I've just never seen that type of like camouflage before. Maybe it's a different kind of print, um, and not considered camouflage at all. But um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I just like it. But I guess in terms of like looking at the whole cast, it is underwhelming for sure. All right, Amy, give me your thoughts. I think I might just be a little bit of a bitch. Um, no. But... no. <laughs> so remember when we were having our discussion about asymmetry? So yeah. I'm looking at the look from afar and like the lining to me, I actually, I don't think it's as bad Um as you may think, I, again, I agree with Queen, like, yay lining, 2024, let's line our garments. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's important. Um, and I also do like that the camo is unique. It's not traditional camo. Um, but going to the bodysuit, it, there are so many different things happening. So, like, I like the top, sort of, like, the little bralette moment with the studs. I don't think that that's bad, necessarily. But it's the corset to panty. And there's, like, this mm -hmm. little there's a studded strap that's hanging from the, the bralette down that's not attached to anything, but there isn't one on the other side. And then there's like this um, lace that goes through the middle of the look, but it's not even the middle. It, it just is so out of place. And because I'm nitpicky and I really like fashion, I'm looking at this and I'm like, oh my God, who did that? Um, and that's why no designer is listed because they'd be put down immediately um, for that. Here it is. But 
I like the, I love the fascinator moment. For me, that like takes it away. And that attached, like in, in conjunction with the cape, I'm like sold to me. So it almost I, looks like it's neoprene. Yeah. But I but I like it. Um and I think yeah. also neoprene would have been a fantastic um fabric for a lot of other girls to use for this promo shoot because it's sure. structured. Um and you can get more of like that. Um yeah, you can get more of a structured garment with that. And I wish we had seen more of it. So I'm glad that she utilized that. Um but yeah, like overall. I, I like the look as a whole. Again, it's just those little details where I'm like, who got fired or should have been? I'm gonna go boot. I'm gonna I'm gonna toot it actually. Yeah, it's still a it's a toot for me. Yeah. Audience does not agree with you. 36% toot, 64% boot. There it is. <laughs> again, we're, we're, we can be excited for you later. We don't know. We, we can be wrong here. There's just other queens we're a little more excited for. Like our next one. Here is someone that both Queen and I gave eight points to, Amy11. It is Q from Kansas City, Missouri. The only letter of the alphabet you never need to worry about. This talented diva is a theater queen who specializes in the costuming aspect of drag. She makes all of her own looks, plus many commissioned costumes for prior Drag Race stars. Q is ready to go all the way in this competition, one design challenge after the next. She chose Q as her drag name because that letter is the odd one out of the alphabet. Q has the shortest drag name in the Drag Race franchise, being only one letter long. She is also the first queen with a name starting with the letter Q. She is Drag Sisters with Cynthia Dahl of Dragula 5. She has made looks for Mo Hart on UK vs. the World, Widow Von Du on Season 12, Huddy and Closet for the Emmys Red Carpet, and Lux Noir London and Robin Fierce for Season 15. She makes all the things she wears. She says she is fashion camp and editorial. She started doing drag in college doing a B-horror musical. Let us start here with Queen. Talk to me about Cube. So... I also love the letter Q. My yes, name out of drag starts with a Q. And I want to know if that's the same case for her or not. Because I feel like if not, then I'm a little I'm a little jaded about it. That like, wow, she just <laughs> took like as someone out of drag who has a name that starts with a Q, I don't know. It feels I guess I feel how like plain Jane does about Katya cosplaying as a Russian person. I don't know. Like that's probably the similar feeling. <laughs> um but uh the look is just like inspiring to look at like it is yeah i'm excited for what q is going to bring to the show um yeah i just see a lot of creativity and yeah i'm excited my burning question is you can't have q without you but can the single letter queen reign supreme now amy she mentions fashion she mentions fashion and she mentions fashion i feel like you relate to it because you love fashion what are your thoughts on q I think that she kind of reminds me of two of my favorite queens on all the franchises. She almost seems like an amalgam of Cheddar Gorgeous and Sasha Velour. Mm -hmm. Ooh, um, I'm here for that combo. Mm -hmm. And I think she's going to give, she mentioned camp and I think she's going to give that like this look, although it's fucking fabulous. It is even a little campy. It's so weird and different, but it's, Again, it's giving that structure and it is giving, it's on theme, but it's not the color. Like she is someone who strikes me as someone who thinks outside of the box um, and then just delivers like over a hundred. And I don't know, her personality really like 
stuck out to me. Like, I think she's funny, but she's not trying to be funny. Um, I think she's kind of like a conversationalist. And I think that she is going to be in the initial, like, beginning of the series. I don't know how far she gets, but I have a feeling, like, she's not really going to stand out as far, as much as some of these other girls, because there's going to be that initial cattiness or whatever um, that's going to draw people in. But I think that she's going to maybe, like, coast a little bit, and then we're going to be like, oh, my God, like, how did we, like, forget about her? I don't know. Mm -hmm. That's just how she strikes me. And... Yeah, the fashion aspect, like, I'm ready. Like, if she says, and she's serious, that she makes everything she wears, like, I'm saving my pennies, and I got to commission something at some point before she gets too famous. Yeah, so I think what you mentioned about this um, mix of Cheddar Gorgeous, Sasha Lore, very on point, and I think maybe the Sasha Lore story arc is could be Hughes as another one, someone who is there doing very well, very consistent, and then just... She's in the finals and you're like, oh, fuck. Um, what's really fascinating to me about this look is she doesn't have any designers listed. Obviously, we have to assume she made it. I feel like she heard military, but she said, it, why does it have to be American military? Can I be a gladiator? Because this is giving me very, very fun gladiator theme. Now, remember how I said I don't like asymmetry? This asymmetry works because it's so purposeful. Every detail is thought out. I am obsessed with all of the individual elements and how they do meld together um going with this bronze and copper was a very very bold choice um i am glad that she did it just like with plain jane going black she went with the bronze and the browns so good move on her part um and just a little wisp of hair coming out of that um helmet hat combination it, it, it's all so well styled and i am obsessed with this look Amy, talk to me about it. I really honestly don't have much else to say. Like, the only thing that makes it that much better is this billowing cape behind her. And she, I don't know, I just think she's going to be such a standout. This look, if it has, like, anything to tell us, like, who she is, it it's fashion. Um, and it's futuristic too i feel like also on theme kind of like we get military but it's also like um we're it's a little cyber it's a little you know like she just i i don't ever say this but i honestly think she's gonna show us a little bit of the future of drag i'm here for it i love it queen yeah i think um like i love like i i see the look as more like a steampunk aspect you know in terms sure. of like the like pat like a patinaed bronze like in a way um or not patina because that's green but okay yeah bronze um yeah and then also definitely like feel that like sasha vibe this very like like just a very well thought out queen and just like i'm excited for that to be on the show um and the promo like graphic itself how they put like two of her and like i just feel like they really styled her well for like the they promo did. itself and like put her on the side with the bill i'm like you know they really played i think to q's look in this promo in terms of like how they styled she her. probably brought them cookies and they said okay fine we'll do you good <laughs> she's <laughs> like you know how you're putting you know how you're putting one side of everyone's face let's just do two of them like i was like okay yeah i think the the stylization of q so far i think it's like yeah setting her up for something i feel 
I'm going to go complete toot for me. I I don't know if we're allowed to do this. I'm shooting this look. Let's... You can shoot it. Yeah, definite toot. Yes. Audience, 82% toot, 18% boot. Moving on to someone who their drag family is a friend of the pod from Mexico, but living in Brownsville, Texas, it's Jenny Vicar. Viva Mexico, RuPaul's Drag Race first Mexican-born queen. Geneva witnessed her parents' struggles as they worked tirelessly to get her family safely to the United States in search of a better life. A dancing queen with mischievous energy, she plans to be the first Mexican-born queen to win the crown. Her drag name is a pun on the phrase, you need a car, something she misheard from a queen as advice, but she took it and stylized it as Geneva Car and ran with it. She owns her own wig business. She is the first Mexican-born contestant on the main franchise. Geneva won the Diva of the South 2022 pageant, a pageant that was previously won by Georges. She moved to the United States when she was seven, learned English in seventh and eighth grade. She says her drag is very big, over the top, big hair, big makeup, and very Latino, but says it she's a chameleon with a Latina touch and Texas touch. She is more than a pageant queen and has won, quote, every pageant she's done. My burning question is she's got that big drag aesthetic with a great presence. Does she have the goods to stand out in this group? Let's begin with Amy. Tell me about Geneva, who you gave seven points while I gave 11 and Queen 10. So I put her directly in the middle because I didn't know who she was before the promo um, aired. But when I saw her, I was like, oh, like she mm -hmm. is a Texas girl. And I love big drag. I love Texas drag. Um, but I also love Texas drag because I have a few friends who are from Texas who live here in the city, but they're also, um, Latina and like, they just do it so well. Um, and from her promo look, just to, from what I saw in her meet the Queens interview, I, I don't exactly know where to place her in terms of like what talents she's going to bring forth, but like, she's a pageant girl, like that much I got. And I think that she is going to bring that elevated sort of classic style drag that we all like should love. Like, and I think she's going to give us a little bit of mistress. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. I don't know if she's going to push it even further. Cause if she did like, oof, like fabulous. Yeah. Like, I, I think she can be the mistress who can dance. Mm-hmm. And I would love to see that, that was the thing that held Mistress back. Yeah. yeah. Queen, what do you think about Geneva Carr? Yeah, very similar to, similar to Amy. Like, Texas is here. Like, Texas drag is here. And I love it. Viva Mexico is correct. I'm, yeah, I think um, the, na the name I just, like, I laughed on arrival. So, like, I'm excited. And I think... Yeah, I think Mistress kind of opened the door and said, let's show up and be loud. And so I hope Geneva Carr um, takes takes that same road. Um, and, you know, I'm I'm here for it and excited to see the looks. Um, yeah. What I'm excited about with Geneva is she seems like a fighter. She seems like someone who's fought for everything in her life and she, she knows her place and she knows why it's important and i think her fight is going to be different than some of the other queens 
her in the competition. I think she's going to be very authentic and I'm excited to hear her story. Obviously it's not an old story, but it's a relevant story to today still. And I'm excited to hear her speak on it. Um, Again, knowing the Texas drag scene and the Texas pageant scene, not a stone will be out of place. Everything is going to be perfect. The hair is going to be right. The mug is going to be perfectly stamped. I'm excited for what she's going to bring. That being said, I think this is probably a promo theme that she was not excited for because it's not in line with pageants. So she said, I'm going to give you a pageant silhouette and of sorts, and you're going to have a lot of fabrics here and it's going to work somehow and you're going to enjoy it. I like the silhouette. I don't like the camo. Clearly we've gone through that. We don't, I don't like the camo. I don't love the camo with the black. I'm not sure if black was the right choice. If you did one of those um, Photoshop deals and changed the color palette, I think I'd be here for it. I'm just not feeling this color palette because I don't think it represents her. I feel like she's a more vibrant queen. Queen, what do you think about this look? This look is my favorite use of camo, I think, of the promo looks. Um, I like that it, you know, it has that pageant, like, regalness to it. But those spikes at, like, the hem is, like, it's, like, dangerous and, like, militant at the same time. Um, yeah, I think it, I really like how, I think Geneva's telling a lot of, to us about her drag style and is and i don't know how much input she had on the design of it of course but like this has a lot of thought i think in how it's executed and so as you mentioned like attention to detail i think is prime here not a huge fan of like the gold belt in the middle but mm -hmm. besides like it's like glittery like it's like i don't know but that detail removed i think i really i really like this look i also just can't get away from the bottom looking like audrey too from little shop of horrors it looks like teeth um, that's just a me thing. Amy, talk to me about Geneva Carr's look. I mean, just bouncing off directly what you said, the it does look like Audrey too, but the first thing that came to my mind was like Bowser's shell. Like yeah. I saw that and I was just like, oh, work. I um sort of taking from both of the things that y'all said, um, the camo I like as an accent and not as like a unifying like theme like it makes it military but there are other sort of details that still give military and she did something that I wish these other girls would have done and kind of going all the way back to what I said like it's really hard to mix not only different kinds of greens but different fabrics of greens they whoever made this dress did a good job of separating them with the gold trim mm -hmm. so making it look layered as opposed to just all sort of meshed together. Um, and I think that's what makes this, like if Q's is my favorite look, this is my second favorite look of the entire promo. Um, and it, it just screams her, like it's Texas. It's it's big, it's bold, it's pageantry. Um, and her hair like isn't like anything like um, super, you know, like out of this world like Maya's, but it still fits. Um, so I just feel like this yeah. is very inclusive for her. And like, I know, Michael, you mentioned you also are over the harnesses, but I like how the harness also brings this together. Um, and it is symmetrical and it still has that gold. Right. Pack. 
Um, it still works. This, this harness fits. Yeah, it, it works with the overall look. Um, and it's not the just the body harness that accentuates parts of your body as opposed to this one where it's it's made to fit the look. Um, yeah, no, I I like it. I there's I don't have problems with it. It's just if it was not camel, I'd be like, oh my god, it's brilliant. So I'm gonna give it a two. That's where I stand. I'm gonna give it a toot as well. Definitely a toot. Audience agrees. 85% toot, 15% boot. All right. We are at our final four. I will say that these four, very, very close. Very, very close in, in our points. Um, this person got seven points from Queen, 10 points from me, and 14 from Amy. Originally from Taiwan, now in New York City, it is Nymphia Wind. Banana time! RuPaul's Drag Race's first queen to hail from Taiwan, Nymphia came to the United States to build her massive fan base of banana believers, a term given to her fans thanks to her signature color yellow and panache for absurd. Inspired by Asian culture, art, and tradition, let's hope she doesn't slip up in the competition. She says that the name Nymphia comes from the Japanese names of the Pokemon Sylveon. She is the first Taiwanese contestant on Drag Race. She served six months in the Taiwanese Fire Brigade in lieu of mandatory Taiwanese military service. She went to school in England. Yellow is her signature go-to color in drag and feels yellow is a bright to always try to be joyful in life and try to find some sort of happiness. She says the art of drag is evolving in Taiwan with opportunities being very few. She plops herself into the Big Apple to see what happens. She has an imaginative, creative, artistic, high concept vision for drag. She combines her traditional background with high fashion and kookiness. She says she is strange and weird and is there to confuse the other queens and wants to be the first East Asian queen to win RuPaul's Drag Race. All right. Let's begin here. With Amy, 14 points. Tell us why you are a banana believer. Um, She was an easy pick for me for the most excitement. And that's for a few reasons. One, um, I've seen her a few times in the city. So I've seen how she performs. Um, but above all, like, she also makes her outfits. And oh my God, like, she is just incredible. Like, she she reminds me of sort of like, um, for those watching Canada's Drag Race as well, Kiki Ko, um, mm-hmm. her outfits, how, the attention to detail, sort of the textures and everything, like Nymphia also incorporates that into her own outfits, but in her own way. I love how she injects her East Asian culture into everything that she does, but it doesn't necessarily like consume like the entirety of her character. Um, I think she's stupid as fuck, but she's hilarious. Like, she's her her kind of dumb like just it will forever be funny to me but also it's because i find the dummy the dumbest things funny um but i just think she's for me like she's the most well-rounded um i know that she can perform i know that she can bring fashion and i know that she can be stupid enough for rupaul um and this like look i know we'll talk about in a second but like it just blew me away. And I worry that she might be a little bit misunderstood by other viewers or perhaps the other queens. But I almost hope that she gets the Willow Pill edit where everyone is like, who the fuck is this? 
And then she just blows them out of the water. All right, Queen, you were not as high on Nymphia. What are your initial thoughts? Um, This is like the part of my list where I'm like, I love all of these people. But I just, uh, so I kind of went off of like, I don't know how this competition is going to fare for them. So very similar to how Amy was like, I don't, I'm worried about the misunderstood part. But I think, because funny sometimes, like the funny um, comedic like camp drag sometimes just needs more time to cook. And like, I'm, I hope she gets to that point in the, in the competition where like, we can see her as like a fully this well-rounded because I think I know it's like I feel like I can feel it's there and I'm very excited for that and so I just hope that the show gives her the opportunity to have that um and you know once I saw it at the top of Amy's list I was like oh okay she must know something by being in being in the scene over there that um I'm not keen to so yeah I'm I'm excited for Nymphia my burning question is she says she's here to teach the American girls how it's done. Can Nymphia and her massive following split the competition down the middle so she can go snatch the win? I think what's really interesting about her presentation in the Meet the Queens is she also does have a dry, sarcastic aura to her, but you know it. You know the delivery. You know what she's giving you. So unlike some of the others where you're like, I don't know if you're serious or not, you know, she's not serious. She's being a dork and it's, it, it's lovable. So I can see that she's going to take the audience in the palm of her hands. And she is going to be a fan favorite by the end of the season, win, lose, draw, whatever you're she, this is not the last time you'll see of Nymphia. If she wants to come back, she'll be there for you. Um, I believe she made this, but there are no designers listed. Amy, you talked about textures and, and and the purpose of them and where they're placed. This is just sublime. I, I'm immensely taken by this look. I think the silhouette and some of the metallics do help bring it into the military. Um, but she also said, screw you, I'm going editorial and I'm going to make sure this look is everything I want it to be. And you can do whatever you need with it later. Queen, what do you think? I think, you know, it is giving, like, commander-in-chief of whatever army she's leading, um, or her banana believers, as I've just learned. Um, um, yeah, I mean, at first glance, like, you're kind of like, huh? But if you, like, take a moment and, like, look at the details, you're like, holy shit. Like, that's, like, metal grid work, chain work that's been, like, measured to fit, like, the way it's just placed mm -hmm. is exquisite um i the only detail i'm a little unsure of is like the bottom of the skirt to the boot fit and like that it looks a little it gets like scrunchy there <laughs> um but besides that like yeah it's very very couture i'm always a big proponent of uh, a juicy red lip and i'm glad she did a juicy red lip because that is power 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 amy talk to me about this Oh my God, I could go on forever about this look, but I promise I won't. Um, what I like that she did, um, that I think, and this sort of plays into the whole thing where I think she might be a little bit misunderstood. The way that she uses metalworking is really, um, it's definitely a reference to um, Asian military outfits. Um, I spent a long time living in Korea. And so I remember seeing like 
just the intricacies and every single bit of like where we're used to like chain mail like there were designs in every single chain like and I love that she incorporated that in this um one thing like when I was taking notes I wrote like it looks painful to wear and honestly those are the best outfits (laughs) um sure yeah I I at first didn't like the way that the belts kind of crawl up the skirt, but then sort of the way that it's also incorporated into sort of the corset and the jacket part. I don't mind. The headpiece is beautiful. Um, and just looking at from it afar, the silhouette is nothing that I've ever seen before. And it is very couture. There's just only one critique I had. And it's the same thing as queen. I don't necessarily know how I feel about, the skirt going into the boots. I almost wish that the outfit had been like um like a cat suit bodysuit situation. Mm-hmm. Um or if it was like a pencil skirt that went all the way down and she had just like a little heel. Um I'm here for that. Yeah. It's a toot. It's a toot. It's a toot. Audience 94% toot, 6% boot. All right, next up, someone I'm extremely biased about because she's been on the podcast multiple times. Um, I've watched her grow. I'm very excited to talk about Miss Plasma, 25 years old, from New York City. Straight out of old Hollywood, this vintage-inspired femme fatale leaves all the boys hot and bothered. Raised listening to Julie Andrews, Judy Garland, and Barbara Streisand, Plasma channeled her love for divas into drag, and the rest is herstory. Can this queen's BFA musical theater performance raise the roof at RuPaul's Drag Race? Time will tell. Plasma came from liking the way it sounded as she used to live by a plasma donation site. Her last name, for those who may not know, was LaRose. Her drag style is old Hollywood and vintage inspired. She is the youngest queen on the season, making her one of the oldest queens to be the youngest queen of a regular season. The youngest was Akasha from season one, who was 24 at the time. She got a BFA at the University of Oklahoma. She loves old school shit and bringing it into a new realm. She considers herself an intellectually deep person and a very emotionally mature person, a person who would rather have a conversation about fears and goals and rather than yes, honey, yes. Now, my burning question is she is one of the most unique creatures with a classic perspective on drag. Will her old sensibility in the youthful body be able to win the heart of RuPaul? Now, here is my conspiracy theory. Because there were a lot of people in New York who were like, what? How? How How did this happen? I think a big part of why Plasma was brought on by Rue is because when they were finalizing casting for the season, Rue had just finished filming Drag Race UK 5, where she was very taken by a Kate Butch. I feel like Plasma might be a Kate Butch in the sense of, who is this young child in this old woman's body and is going to give you references and is going to give you old school charm. And she's also very moldable, if that makes sense. Um, you you could see that there was definitely a glow up in the face between the start of filming at, and now. And I'm very, very excited to see what she brings. Um, again, she's been on the podcast multiple times. If anyone wants to go back and listen to those episodes, easily one of the most critical guests i've ever had and she made it known and i always loved having her on so plasma if you're listening if you're going to listen i gotta return the favor i love you girl 
let's start here with Queen. Tell me about Plasma and why you have her up at 13. Um, I just fell in love with her in the interview. Like, I just really appreciated the thoughtfulness of her answers. Um, you know, I stand a community queen girl. I just feel like she's here for the people. And um, I just love when I can tell that someone's doing drag for like the right reasons. And I really feel that with Plasma. Her, <laughs> her wardrobe and taste couldn't be any more like opposite than I feel like what I would wear. But I, I still appreciate it and love it. Um, and... Yeah, off of the looks that I've seen, you know, between the promo and preview, I'm excited to see her commitment to that and how it um, plays out throughout the show. Um, yeah, you know, and I feel like, you know, as you mentioned, like the Kate Butch and I'm like, yeah, and like Jinx and Benda, like they all had to start somewhere like, you know, so it's just like more of the I think I'm excited for this. Yeah, old, like old Hollywood glamour. Amy, give me your thoughts on Plasma. Um, Plasma is a friend of mine and I love her so much. When I found out that she got on the show, I was so excited, but also surprised because, um, I was nervous about how she would be received by the judges. Of course. Um, primarily because of her sort of classic Hollywood taste. And I feel like a lot of girls who are on the show who like have an affinity for like old Hollywood and Broadway, they get eaten up alive mm -hmm. it's just so bad and i honestly there are so many broadway girls out there that i do wish um you know got their flowers a little bit more and no matter how she does on the show i think that this is a love letter to you know the broadway gays um mm -hmm. i think they are going to love her so much just knowing how she performs knowing she was not kidding about how good she is on the mic um, she is funny um, and she's kind and I think that mm -hmm. she's going to be such a lovable character to see on Drag Race um, and I'm so glad that she met mentioned Kate Butch because I was literally going to say that we we need a Kate Butch here in the States where like she might not do all the right things and she may not have like a fully realized perspective on drag just yet um, but if there's anything I know about her is that she's willing to learn and she yes. is smart um, and she's going to make us laugh. Absolutely. And I, and that's what's very exciting because um, like as she was preparing for the show, I was trying to get her on the podcast and um, she was like, oh, I'm, I'm going away. And then would send a cloud emoji. I was like, oh, got it. Thank you. Um, figured it out. Thank you. Now, I just want to tell everybody right now that I might have a magic touch when it comes to getting people on the show. Two years ago at the Glam Awards, I was doing my photographs for the social media and I took a picture of Marsha up by the bar area and it, she got caught in that terrible, terrible, terrible blue light. She got on Drag Race. Last year, took a photo of Plasma in that terrible, terrible, terrible blue light. She got on Drag Race. So whoever wants to find me by the terrible, terrible, terrible blue light this year, you might be on Drag Race uh, on season 17. Michael, if it I'm continues, then I know that I'm good. I'm going to the <laughs> this year. I will literally be standing in the blue light the whole time. If it means <laughs> I don't know. We'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. Um, all right, Plasma. Now I we've all prefaced. We love you. We think you're amazing. I don't know who designed it because you didn't put your designers. 
the hair is brilliant. The hair is always going to be brilliant. Um, if it's still bitchcraft, it's going to continue to be brilliant. This is her. This was not a category I don't think she wanted to do, but she tried to make it work for her. It's kind of like Space Troop Beverly Hills. And it's fine, but I'm not loving some of the proportions, especially the length of the skirt. It just, it, it either go higher or lower, it just is the wrong spot. But I do love that she is branching out to something different. And yes, that mug, it has evolved. Um, the the blending that she has gone to is just immaculate. Very, very proud of the, the face here. But the, the garment, there's something something a little off for me. Amy... What is it? What am I not reacting to? I no, honestly, like I I love it all. Like so, I know that the garment is made by Garrow Sparrow, which actually surprised me because it doesn't very much feel like. No, his... it doesn't. Okay, interesting. Um, and then I know that the fascinator is made by a friend of hers, Jules, and the hair is bitchcraft. So, like when I see this all together, I'm like, this is a team that was like really communicating. Um, because mm-hmm. nothing feels out of place. Um, and I do, like, I just hear her being like, why the fuck do we have to do military? Like, this is not what I do. <laughs> but she made it work. And my, I guess my only complaint isn't even, like, her fault. It's just the dress is so reflective. I don't think that you can see a lot of the intricacies that are, like, this fabric is expensive like that i can just tell um and there's just like lots of little details she has like this little pocket square moment um with the chains and i think it's a metal but i can't tell i'm like yay metal um and i love how sort of the um the the cuff of the dress comes out like it I don't know like this is it's just so different um and it is new but it's still on theme and I like that there's one consistent green through everything um but then there's like mm-hmm. the aspect of silver in it to to give it more of like an even more like metallic or like hard military wear feel um and it's quintessentially plasma and I think also the cut my final comment the cut of the skirt I think is partially also the fault of the way she's posed i think if her legs were a little bit closer together you could see more on how it like shapes her silhouette and you'd lose that just a little bit um but other than that like she looks fierce and i'm just like so proud of her in this look so my love to her queen yeah i think this isn't the best photo of the look that they could have picked um because it is symmetrical and then the way she's posed in it is like making it not look like I just want to see it like hand on hips like straightforward tight cross leg in the front like because the way that her knee is like jabbing into the shiny silver material of the front is just like that's what your that's what my eyes go to is like her sure. knee because it's just like zing um and so yeah I and I think there might be like boning and like a petticoat type situation to give that hip structure. And she's like squishing it down, I think, with her hand on her hip there. And so, yeah, I just think it's like not the best photo of the look, but I do really like it. Um, it's giving like my husband's deployed in Germany and now I'm here and I have to like cook dinner. Um, yeah. So I think yeah. they picked this photo not for the 
pose, but for the face, because that face is plasma. Yeah. yeah. That face is perfectly plasma. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to give it a toot. It's a toot for me. It is a toot. Yes. Audience, 65% toot, 35% boot. I think we are seeing that they were reacting to the pose as opposed to the garment. All right, next up. 13 points from Amy. 12 points from me. 11 points for Queen. Sounds like we're excited for Dawn. 25 years old, originally from Raleigh, currently in New York City. The self-described ethereal elf goddess of Brooklyn, Dawn is a fitting name for a queen who often stays up late enough to see the sunrise. Designing and constructing almost all of her eccentric looks, this kooky and artistic queen always brings a story when she hits the stage and she is hoping for a happy ending at Drag Race. Her name came after a rough phase in life when she was up until Dawn. She's also stated her name comes from the player character Dawn from Pokemon Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum. She is a Brooklyn drag artist with close ties to Dragula stars JK from Dragula 5 and Zavaleta from Dragula 4. She has been doing drag since 2018. Her best friend showed her drag race and was first mesmerized by Roxy Andrews and her drag transformation. Her drag is fantasy inspired with delusion and grandeur and really fucking weird. She starts with a pickle every morning, and that's honestly what won my heart. She says, at a dawn show, you get more than a pretty face and a cinched waist. You're going to get emotion and the giggles. She is a silly girl. Now, my burning question is, she is a cute and quirky little girl with a unique perspective on the art of drag. Can she ride the wave of unique drag art and snatch the crown? It's definitely possible. Amy, talk to me about Dawn. I love Dawn so much. Um, I don't think I, I think that she's unlike any queen that we have seen on the franchise so far. Because um, we've had kooky queens and we've had queens with eccentric makeup and um, eccentric personalities. But I think that there's something about Dawn that's just like a little bit more demure um, and just sweet and lovable. And I think beyond her drag, I think we're just going to love her as a person on the show um which i feel feel like counts for something um but also like from what i know again i've seen her perform um and i've seen her looks like she's a queen i've been following like when i first started drag um and i even have pictures of me trying to do makeup that looked like hers i know she doesn't know this but like i like was trying to emulate her face because i thought that i could do it not for me um, I just think that we're going to love her looks. We are going to love her form of comedy and, um, we're just going to love her. So there's really not much else I can say about that. Cause again, drag race definitely like lets us see other sides of Queens that we don't necessarily mm-hmm. get to see otherwise. But, um, I think also based off of how many people liked her photos and her entrance look like the viewers want to see her. Absolutely. Now, Queen, you were the lowest of the three of us at 11 points, which is still damn high. So safe to say that we're very excited for Dawn. Do you think we're going to get comparisons to someone like a Willow Pill because they're a tiny, quirky, unique drag artist? I don't think so. I, well, like... Like, I feel like drag, like, fellow queens won't, and maybe drag fi- race fans will. But right. I I get a different energy from Dawn than I do with Willow Pill. 
Um, I mean, maybe they have that same like lovability in a way, but um, no, I think there's something unique here with Dawn and I'm excited for it to be on the television. And yeah, I think we're going to get something new. And um, I think she is the wave. I think, I don't think she's riding the wave. I think, you know, Dawn is a wave. Her look is by Pierretta Victory, hair by Nothing, headpiece by Edith Poussard. Now, I don't know if y'all remember, it was, I believe, the season 12 um, supporting photo shoot that they did where it was that, like, grungy, military-style um, photo series they did. I feel like this was lifted from that, and she said, this is what you're going to get for your military. Um, I know Pieretta. Pieretta's a good friend, has been on the podcast before. Uh, one of the hardest working designers on the planet. Th this screams Pareta. And I'm, I think this screams Pareta's combination in the collaboration with Dawn. And that's why this look is just, it looks perfect for her. No one else in this cast would ever be able to pull this look off. Um, it's got that little bit of messy grungeness to it, but it's all perfectly placed. Um, and then you have that the 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 ears and and the horns. And you're like, who is she? No one else is Dawn, and that's what makes this look so fun. Queen, what do you think? Yeah, I love it. The headpiece is like so cool. What I don't even know what kind of feathers are those sticking out because yeah, I need a perk. So I saw like Kesha in concert like a while a couple months ago, and she had like a feather on top of her head that looked like that. I was like, now I need to know. I need to do research. And Zebra is camouflage for zebras. So, like, mm -hmm. she's making a reference to, like, this is nature's camouflage. Um, <laughs> so, and she's a fairy. Like, I, it, uh, it's just so good. It's just so good. And every time I see a queen do, like, the, the low-rise pant, like, right above the crotch, I get jealous because I'm like, I need to, I want to know how to, like, pull that off because I think it's just such a, mm, it's so, so good. Just so good. And right on the crotch is the number 16. So, uh. Amy, let's talk about it. Let's start with makeup. What do you think? Oh, my God. The makeup is just to die for. Like, there's... We've seen, like, the the big white um, eyes before, but, like, hers are so different. I love how she incorporates blush, like, into it. It just, like, sits on her face, and it just is so... It's so adorable, um, and it's so fierce, the massive lashes, the lips too, like she knows her face, everything is proportional. And we've seen it with other queens going onto the show where they did big makeup and they've been told to um, dial it down, like with Crystal Method and Trixie Mattel and things like that. But she, I, if they come for her makeup, like I, I'm going straight to LA and I'm going to tell them off. Cause you know, it's going to be Michelle. I, yeah. I just think that it's perfect and it just ties everything together, but it doesn't take away from all the other elements. I love that she has the prosthetic ear. She looks like an apocalyptic nymph. Like mm -hmm. I just think that she knows her style and aesthetic hands down, like better than almost any of these girls. And I think that we're going to see that in her own unique way. And I like that her, um, outfit isn't like so literal i love what queen said about the zebra i didn't even think about that like nature's camouflage like that's so brilliant and i feel like that's something that only dawn would think of because she's the only one who's incorporated a print that's not camo 
Oh, it's an absolute toot for me. It's a toot for me. Definite toot. Audience loved it. 97% toot, 3% boot. All right. Well, friends, if you did the math, we got one queen left. Um, and it is the queen who, at the bar therapy, rest in peace, gave me a weed gummy for the very first time. Um, and I was stoned out of my mind, but love her to death. It is Safira Crystal from Philadelphia, PA. Philadelphia's crown jewel, Safira is a serious musician with a six-octave vocal range. The powerhouse performer studied music composition, vocal performance, and opera, and in doing drag, she can be found hosting, singing, dancing, and performing comedy. Is there anything this diva cannot do? Her drag name comes from her birthstone, Sapphire, and her favorite champagne before she came sober, Crystal. She attended Eastman School of Music, where she studied music composition, vocal performance, and opera. She auditioned for the show 11 times before being cast in season 16 she started doing drag in 2009 the same year that drag race started airing she used to go to the same church as beyonce and kelly Rowland. she is the drag sister of season 11's honey davenport the bitch that i helped get ready for drag race she is the grand dame diva of philly she does drag because it was the only area where she can do everything that she is good at now my burning question is she is the moment can Safira hold it all together long enough to be able to be the next diva to be in RuPaul's winner circle? Again, very biased here, but I think we're going to know why this was Safira's time. They want her to win, and they're going to make sure that she is a contender for this crown. Um, I've known her for a very long time. She is very kind she is very disciplined she is a professional when she wins competitions it's because she does things that no one else can do um she's gonna tell it like it is she is definitely probably i don't know about the other queens i think she is the most seasoned queen of this cast and i think probably i think by number the oldest at 35 which um, makes me feel very old because I'm I didn't know I was a year older than her, but good for that. Um, I, I'm so excited for Safira. I'm so excited she gets her chance to get on this stage. So I gave her 14 points, clearly. Uh, the two of you, 12 points each. Amy, talk to me about Safira Crystal. For anyone who's like familiar with the New York drag scene, she reminds me of Shaquita Hall as well, sure. who is also an opera singer. Um and is also a very well-rounded queen. But that was the first thing that came to my mind with like her her personality. Um, I think that she's gonna bulldoze these other girls like just without any effort at all. She's gonna look back, she said, Oh, I'm sorry. Like, but she's not. Like, she is she's come here to win. And I am so excited to see it. Um, I only put her at 12 points because I don't know her as well. Um, and I, you know, like there are a lot of queens who come on the show and they have like all of the elements. They have the charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. They have the drive. Um, but also I have seen before on the show where these queens are super well-seasoned. They sometimes forget um, to modernize. Um, yes. And so I wonder how that might impact her. Um, 
But overall, like I see her as a clear contender for top three, top four. Um, and who knows, like we, we might see her just take it to the top. I'm, I'm really eager to see how she does. I, I think what you just mentioned about um, season queens not able to modernize is definitely something that would concern me as well. Because again, she is a pageant queen. She is a classically trained pageant queen. Um, she's got a lot of crowns in her closet, so she knows how to do the pageant. So she's going to give you that professionalism. How is she going to bring you the modern drag fashion, which unfortunately is the new trend for drag race? Um, that's going to be a big question mark. Like, I've seen her perform a lot. I've seen her perform um, at times when I take pictures of her. It's like, where, why are you wearing five uh, hip pads? What the hell is this silhouette, girl? What are you doing? But I love her for it. Um, so I'm excited to see how she brings her style of drag to drag race. Queen, give me your thoughts on Safira. Yeah, I mean, being from Pennsylvania, I just got to stand a Philly girl. Um, so I was very excited to see PA on the screen. Um, and I think her promo look kind of, it shows modernization in a way. Like, I think it's not like traditional pageantry. Um, yeah, I could just tell that she like has the love of her community behind her and the way that she works. So I just really, yeah, I'm excited to see that. Um, and yeah, the op, the the talent. I think there's a lot of talent here, and so I'm just excited to see it. No designers for the promo look, but it is giving me um, not a cracker, but make it gay. Um, just the 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 way that front piece is working, and as I've mentioned, I love symmetry. Just the way that your eye goes from that mohawk straight down, it's it it just is visually pleasing. Is it the best of this group? No. Um, but I think it's a very interesting look. Queen, what do you think? Yeah, it's given like Miss Crystal if you're nasty. Like I, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I love it. Um, and the, ha the hair, so much hair. It's like density. That hair has like the structure. It looks like the... It's like beaded on the side. Like it doesn't look like a rhinestone embellishment was glued on. It somehow looks like it was like beaded, like a like felt somehow. Like I don't know. Yeah. Mystifying. Um yeah. And I don't think it's like a traditional like pageant team mug. Like it it I I'd like I like what we're getting from Safira for sure. Any thoughts? I she looks like the pit viper of the season with this look. Mm -hmm. I um I love the symmetry of it. The hair honestly is what gives me like that's probably the most expensive part of the entire outfit and I can respect a girl who puts her money into hair. Um she just looks stunning and she looks commanding. Like I don't know what it is like everybody else like they look fierce and they they look strong but somehow like she looks like she should be the host and should be directing them like she clearly knows what she's doing um and she knows her body she knows her aesthetic but she is changing it up a little bit too um because i've critiqued everybody else's look i guess i'll give one critique on hers it the some of the detailing like the gold or like the um the little embellishments uh throughout the middle of the dress kind of 
looks a little bit cheap. Like it almost looks mm -hmm. like printed onto her and the gold doesn't look like, I can't tell if it's rope, but I think, I think it's rope. I don't think it's gold chains. I think so. And I wish that it had been gold chains as opposed to rope. Um, I think it just would have given the, uh, the dress a little bit more of like an expensive look. Um, but other than that, like, I really can't even fault her for it because she just looks so strong in the way that she's wearing this outfit. I'm going to go to. It's a toot for me. Toot. Audience, 92% toot, 8% boot. Now, without cheating, um, what I do is I like to discuss the Instagram counts for our cast. So I would love for you to both make a prediction. Who do you think is the most followed contestant from season 16? And then I'll share. Um, I think it's Nymphia, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. I think it could be Maya Amon LePage. All right, here we go. 12.4K for a mandatory meeting. 14.5 for Megami. 17.2 for Plasma. 18.6 Geneva Carr. Q is at 18.7. Hershey LaCour Jete, 20.9K. Plain Jane, 23.5. Safira Crystal, 25.8. Tsunami Muse, 29.3. Mirage, 33K. 36.2K for Maya Iman LePage. 55.4K for Morphe Loves Eon. 65.2K. Nymphia Wind with the most followed queen being Dawn at 67.7 thousand followers. Yeah, I think the those top two are going to be hitting 100,000 before season end. I, I have no fear there. To wrap up this podcast, I want to give you both one more chance to say what you want to say about this season. Any parting words? Queen, let's start with you. You know, a lot of them in their Meet the Queens were saying this is a season we've never seen before. Drama next level. That we're going to get iconic moments like an earlier season of Drag Race. And I hope they are not lying to us. They better deliver I want new iconic lines. I want to be able to send new gifts to my friends as reactions to things from this season. But let's be clear. Melinda Verga has given everyone a run for their money in terms of <laughs> iconic drag. So yeah. I don't know if I wonder if like this season was aware that Canada was going to like take off the way it did. I don't I don't think anybody because the fact that we're going to have to watch both, both of them. The fact that we have to watch both of these seasons, I think, right, for like a week or two at least, is going to be yeah, gay madness for sure. Yeah, it is. Amy? Um, pretty much everything Queen said. Like, I I want drama, um, but I want viewers to chill. Like, this is, it's a pressure cooker in there. But I want, I want to see it. Um, but I want to see it because I, I really want, like, to see the drive and like the desire to win. And then I want to see Safira shut them all the fuck up. Um, yeah, I'm excited for, I'm above all excited for the looks always. Um, I think that we're going to get just such a revolutionary um, runway this season. Um, and yeah, I I just need, I, I need to bring old drag race back a little bit you know when it was messy but it was still fun you know 
Um, but I think we're going to get that. When I said that my one word was villains, I, I don't think they're kidding. I, I think we really are going to see some cattiness. I am here for it. I think my final thought is I, I, I'm i not as excited about this season. And maybe it's my own personal drag race fatigue and coming off of uh, some very interesting international seasons um, that like just from the initial jump, I was like, oh, I'll wait till the season starts and then I'll get excited again. And, and as I've said multiple times, I think the promo theme really took me personally out of it um because in a year where we saw some really really amazing promos this one just um shit the can so whatever i think once the season gets going there's going to be a lot of talent on that stage i think it's in a very beautiful diverse and important cast i mean the fact that we have five latina queens is just amazing um let's hope in the future we'll have more asian representative again but whatever they're they they're 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 trying um but overall this is a really fun amazing diverse cast and as long as we don't get anything silly and stupid and random shit happening in the middle of the season i think this could be a fun one we'll see we'll find out where can we find you both on social media venmo and any projects you want to plug amy you can find me everywhere at the Amy Amore, T-H-E-A-I-M-E-E-A-M-O-U-R. Um, and my Venmo is that without the the. So if you feel like sending me money, you can always do that. <laughs> queen. Uh, the underscore Queen Tessential on Instagram or Tessential Queen on Twitter. Very new to Twitter. Learning a lot about drag on Twitter. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I hopped on Twitter like right Days before this promo dropped, and oh, I'm addicted. Well, I, I should not be. I gotta like keep my eyes off because I knew too. I know too much. <laughs> well, this was fun, and I'm sure we'll be talking about this season together again sometime soon. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thanks.